Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a podcast made possible by Skylife Success, a SkyPass group company. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings, world. It is really early on a Sunday morning. The time in Florida is around 3.30. In a short while, I shall leave my hotel room and head towards the airport terminal and catch the flight back to Dallas. I didn't think of recording today, but the heart was overflowing. That's why I think I'm just gonna call this giving. When I finish and put a title on it, it will simply say giving. Now, when I look at giving after having come off the week of Thanksgiving, maybe we have to look at giving back, giving to, giving ahead. Paying that which was already due. Paying because we are experiencing the benefit of someone having given to us. And paying it forward so someone will have the benefit in the future. It may just be a travelogue of some sorts, and I don't know how long this episode will be. I guess it will depend on how soon I have to exit the room to head towards the terminal. But here is the reality. I'm capping off a week in Florida that started on Thursday when I had the privilege of anchoring the program By anchoring, I mean I was not the most august personality there. They were people who were former football stars like Tim Tebow. Uh, The gentleman from Duck Dynasty was there. The lady who founded Auntie Annie Pretzels was there. Uh, Nick Wojcik, who's now become a dear friend, was there. And many other people whose noteworthiness of contribution to humanity is rivaled only by their humility. I had a chance to shake hands with these people, hug them, moderate Q&A sessions, and do all kinds of things with people whose footprint on humanity has been good. And so the heart was overwhelmed by the fact that I was even asked to open that presentation around 8.15 in the morning. The gentleman who led praise and worship was Israel Houghton, who has won six Grammy Awards. And as I rode in the van with him from the hotel to the venue, all I could think of is what did I ever do to deserve this opportunity, this privilege, this honor to be even in the bus with a person of such eminence? All I could do was flash back to the roots of my beginning in rural southern India, the dreams I had gazing at the ships that left the harbor and the plane ride over to the United States, scared, clutching all my worldly possessions as I was processed as a new immigrant into this country. And here we are a short 35 years later. And the reason I say a short 35 years later is people think that time and elusiveness of time is so vast that they cannot even comprehend productivity and possibility. But yes, it all of this seems to have been so far-fetched when I began that when I look back in hindsight, it's been less than a biblical generation in which God has ordained my journey to have that kind of an opportunity. I remember going for the sound check and meeting some of the people and hugging them, having dinner with uh, 
one of the gentlemen who I have known for 20 plus years, who's a who's quite famous within the real estate investing space. And I thought to myself, what did I ever do? And then I hearken back to the investment that Mr. Ziegler made in me, preparing me for this moment, telling me to prepare and anticipate being a 10-year overnight success. In short, one of the principles he gave me then, which I was very careful to articulate to this crowd of about two or 3,000 that had gathered that day, was believe you belong. Believe you belong means looking back on the history of your own journey and asking yourself, what has someone given you that was so unusual, so uncanny, so untoward that when you received it, you thought, I'm not worthy, I cannot imagine it, and I can't even comprehend the possibilities that this person is talking about. So the first thing was given back, maybe in thought, giving back in gratitude, giving back in blessing, giving back in praise, giving back in confidence. Um, one of the things I did at the end of that day was call the family of Mr. Ziegler or send them a text and said, thank you for your father's investment in my life. Thank you for the privilege of allowing me to carry his bags in the early days, take care of him in his latter days, and in between, have the privilege of being recognized by him as somebody who is capable of doing this on my own. That morning when I stood up in Fort Lauderdale, ahead of all of these people who were going to be the main stars of that day, I simply got to say thank you to Mr. Ziegler, and more importantly, thank the nation of America for allowing me to dream the dream and have the possibilities that came with that dream. So the first was giving back. The second day after I finished up, I had the chance to meet another gentleman who has also been inspired by Mr. Ziegler. He has been very successful in business, has built a multi-multi-million dollar company, uh, has yachts on both coasts, has an airplane that he flies around. And he called and he says, hey, on your way up from where you are to where you're headed, maybe you can stop off in my little hamlet in the central part of Florida and we can experience a day of togetherness. We wandered aimlessly down the streets as we reminisced on the impact of one man's life. Again, maybe all of this goes back to being an ode to Mr. Ziegler, but this week I experienced all three components of his life wrapped in one. The giving back for the past, the due that was due to the man who allows you to think, the reminiscing in the present with other people who have experienced his wisdom and his wonder in such unique ways that all you could do was hold each other's hand as you prayed. And then when we broke bread, I actually remember talking with great fondness about how my life now is complete and in that process began to weep. And as I was weeping, there was a stranger at that table who just started to cry, saying, just hearing you both talk about the man and his impact makes me want to realize or makes me realize how unfortunate I am that I never got to meet him, but how fortunate I am that I got to meet you. And maybe that is our presence. So look back in your own journeys and ask yourself, who had such a profound impact on you that when they impacted you, you never dreamt what they dreamt for you? In the present, as you are exhibiting those traits and those wonders, as you're relaying to the other world the characteristics of the confidence that that person gave you, how are you being able to be thanked for their influence in your life and indirectly through you, their influence on the lives of others. 
That brings us to the paying forward. Because after I did that big event in Florida and after we broke bread and reminisced, I drove on further to a federal penitentiary. I went to a Department of Corrections facility. I'll leave the name of the facility out of it because of reasons that are known to me and the people who invited me. But I was with a group of people who have paid their price or are still paying the price of the dues of their mistakes. And in the years past, I have never ever gone into one of these correctional facilities with a judgment that someone uh, is either guilty or not guilty. I go with an open heart and only one reason I go in there, and that is how to impact people from a standing start which simply means a jury of their peers has already convicted them, whether they feel that the sentence they are experiencing or undertaking is deserving of whatever thing they either did or didn't do is immaterial. But as I got closer, the apprehension began to grow. As I, told, I was told that the numbers of people who were going to be there were far more than I had originally anticipated. When I arrived in the venue, I went through all of the checks. A couple of the checks had to be redone. The scanner kept going off. We couldn't figure out what on me was beeping. I had completely uh, taken everything off almost. And finally, I was allowed to get in. In that relaxed moment, I suddenly realized I had a day to give these people. I cannot think of all of the things that we go through because these people probably go through more themselves. How do you impact people from a standing start by teaching them gratitude when some of them may not see the light of day? Many of them have squandered the better part of their life, the ability to do things with uh, within the confines of their own family because they have been incarcerated for uh, maybe a half or if not two-thirds of their adult life. But as I went through the day sharing with them ideas from a precept called the architecture of discipline, teaching them some components, I began to realize <clears throat> a lot of what I was sharing with them, some of them may never get to use. And as the day progressed, all I could rely on was the fact of Francis Schaeffer's words, which I've shared with you. And if my tone is a little more mellow today, it is because I'm bursting with this feeling of gratitude and I'm inundated in my heart with the joy of that gratitude. All I could do was stay the course and thank Mr. Ziegler once, thank him again, show them the byproduct of someone who had come from another country and uh, was given the possibility. Now, possibility is a very interesting thing when you pay it forward. Francis Schaeffer always said, how then shall we live? So if you're uh, in a place where the tomorrow is uh, unforeseen, where the luck of the draw is going to determine whether you even get out or not, or the percentage of people who may be allowed is based on some other statewide or uh, legislative algorithm, how then do the words of hope manifest? How then do goals and dreams begin to even permeate? And you look at people and you begin to wonder, am I even connecting with them? And then you see some kind of semblance in that uh, I myself was frozen as a young immigrant to this country when I looked at all of the possibilities and I wondered if any of these thought processes that were being shared with me had a chance to sow its seed within me, be fertilized uh, during my own preparation and germinate into something that had possibility for others. But the proof of that day was in the end of the day when I started hugging these people and I started getting ready to leave. Many of them came to shake my hands. 
And then wonder of wonders, some of these very hardened people who have been on the inside, uh, having been locked up for many multitudes of years. I cannot even imagine someone being inside a prison for decades on end, walking up to me, holding my hands, uh, fashioning some kind of a makeshift hug, trying to show their bravado in front of their colleagues, but you can actually look at the moistness in their eyes. And when they hug you, they break down into those big sobs saying, thank you. Today, for the first time in my life, I actually felt hope. I don't know what it means, but you're a good man. I could feel the wonder of God's presence in you and the joy of exhilaration when I meet my maker at the end of the journey. True, many of these people met Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior within the penitentiary. But to be thanked and to be hugged and to be uh, applauded and to be gratified for having made the journey. And I thought to myself, you have given 30 years of your life to something you did and your journey or whatever. And I gave eight hours of mine to just walk alongside you. And somehow you measured the 30 years of your life to the eight of mine and you saying thank you. Folks, if you're hearing this message today, I want you to share it with many other people. I want you to make sure that you copy this link. I have never asked anybody to organically grow my podcast. I am happy with the numbers and I'm happy with the notes. But when you look at giving, always look back to where whence you came from and be grateful for the past that was sown into you. Be grateful for the present when you reminisce with others who have had the same experience. And so into the future, even in conditions of great hopelessness, because you will never know how those words of hope touch. One of the statistics I gave these people was the statistics that had been narrated by Cabot Robert. And the, the statistic was simply this, that every day two to three billion people go to bed hungry for food, but over four billion go to bed hungry for a word of encouragement, one that says you matter. Another stat I threw out of them was 8.2 billion people on planet Earth and God in his infinite wisdom and the design and the majesty of his own creation chose only one you. So if you look to the left and you look to the right, you see yourself as a unique creation of Creator God. And maybe for the first time, someone had ever told them that they matter, that they are important because in the grand scheme of things, the Creator of the universe chose them, chose this time and moment for both of us to interact. I hope this message blesses someone. This is your humble immigrant host, Krish Dunham, getting ready to exit the hotel and head towards the terminal so I can board that plane and get back to my family. But give thanks for your past, be grateful for your present, and give something into the tomorrows so that it will impact a life. Start creating those ripples so those tidal waves of hope begin to wash over all of humanity. Until next time, good luck and God bless. And that concludes another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose with Chris Dunham brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at chrisdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.